Welcome to the Mom Tuition Podcast, where we help ambitious moms tap into their intuition, find their purpose, and live their best life. I'm your host, Katie. Join me each week as we dive into career, business, self-development, and personal growth. Get inspired by successful moms and experts who have been in your shoes. This is your weekly dose of motivation and practical tips to unlock your true potential. Let's dive in. Hey, what's up, moms? And welcome back to the Mom Tuition Podcast. I'm Katie Riley, your host. And I'm super excited about today's podcast episode because I polled you guys to see which episode should be my next solo episode. I was kind of torn about what it should be about. But, you know, for me, fitness has been a very integral integral part of my life and a staple in so many ways. It has always been something that drives me where I've set goals and dreams around it. But fitness has really changed for me over the years. And so I, uh, I put on this poll three podcast topics and the winner, and it didn't win by a ton, but it did win, was the evolution of my fitness journey pre and post kids. And for those who are kind of new to the podcast and just tuning in, I share kind of my whole story, which includes fitness and triathlon and as well as my career in the first podcast episode as a get to know me. But podcast episode. But today we're going to dive deep into my fitness journey and I hope that it resonates with you, that it inspires you, that it gives you permission to be you in whatever season of life you are in. Because I do think that we evolve, we move forward. And as I was kind of strategizing about how I wanted to approach today's podcast episode, it got me thinking about the mentality that some people carry as moms or in the fitness industry of, and I I do feel like there are a lot of people that are breaking this mold, but this concept of going back bouncing back but not just in fitness then it got me thinking like in life like pre and post kids is wild and any area of life if we try to think we're gonna go back to the way things were at any time we're out to lunch it's not realistic why would you why would we have kids then (laughs) You know, like it's going to look different. It it comes with different challenges. It comes with different perks, pros, cons. And so there is no going back after having kids for anything. And today we're going to focus kind of my story, sharing my evolution of fitness pre and post kids as a way to 
I hope, continue to change the narrative around this bouncing back. And to me, I've truthfully been more interested always in goals than aesthetics. I think aesthetics come with daily habits and striving for those goals. But it's really in those goals where I have found the most fulfillment, but they've changed. So I, I'm excited to share and I really, really hope that if this podcast episode resonates with you or you think someone could benefit from it, share it. Take a screenshot, share it in your stories, DM it to them, send an email, send a text, whatever that looks like for sharing for you. But let's change the narrative around fitness and I'm excited. Let's dive in with today's podcast episode. Okay, so as a starting point, I grew up being super into sports Uh, I loved being active. I was a gymnast until I was 14. I then committed. I also played soccer all during that time. I kind of was like this two-sport athlete until it was time to enter high school and kind of make a choice. I chose to focus on soccer, and I loved the teamwork aspect and the camaraderie. That just lit me up. And when it was time to look at colleges, that's what I was looking for. You know, I I wasn't the best soccer player, but I was definitely the best cheerleader and teammate. I loved helping others succeed and cheer them on. And I, I got so much joy out of that. And I remember my last soccer season as a senior in college at DePaul University D3. It was 2006 and that season was coming to an end and you know at that time I think a lot of us were excited to just go to the gym and work out and see what that felt like. And so for the months of November and December and even January I well, I think it was just like the month of November because I remember going home for break and being like, I'm not just a gym goer. I, I can't do this. I need a goal. And I don't even know what inspired me to sign up for a marathon, to be completely honest. I didn't know much about the running space. I did major in athletic training specifically, and I one of the semesters, the cross-country team and the track team were who I looked out for. I did their ultrasound uh, treatments and their electrical stim treatments and, you know, ice and stretching and all that jazz. And I just, I was looking for something big, something that would drive me, something that would keep my focus. So, In 2007, I signed up for my first marathon, and it was the Go St. Louis Marathon. And I ran it in four hours and 14 minutes. And I remember I had chafing everywhere. I mean everywhere. I had no one 
to talk to about this. I mean, I was, you know, parting it up with my friends on the weekend and making it through this Hal Hilden marathon training program. And sometimes all I could muster was run walking some of these runs. Um, And, but I, I didn't really, there wasn't, like there was just Facebook. There wasn't the way that we use the internet today. This is 2007. And I I remember I had chafing in places you couldn't even fathom. In that first shower, I had never heard a glide. I <laughs> That first shower was the most painful. Th- I still can feel it to this day. I'm not even kidding you. It, it was absolutely horrendous. And... But I crossed that finish line and my my parents were there and actually my aunt and uncle who live in St. Louis came and supported me and I could barely walk after that marathon. I mean, it was like my legs were broken. And, but I was hooked. And any of you who have had that type of experience where you do your first endurance sporting event and you are hooked, that was me. I was like, when can I do this again? And so I signed up to do that marathon again. I think I did it even as a relay with my mom, sister, and then a family friend of ours. But then I decided to set my sights bigger, deeper. And I was going to qualify for the Boston Marathon. So in 2009, I ran the Chicago Marathon and at the time, the qualifying time was like 3.35 or 3.37 or something. No, 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 no. It was 3.40. And I ran a 3. It was, yeah, it was 3.40. And I ran a 3.30, which is like a 3.30 is pretty much exactly eight minute, minute miles. And I qualified for the Boston Marathon. And I ran the Boston Marathon in 2010. And... You know, really, the reason why I'm going back this far is like my fitness journey, my, it started out early. It started out at 22 years old. I mean, I went hardcore deep into the endurance space, into this fitness space. And again, I majored in sports medicine, specifically athletic training. I love the personal training side. I became a personal trainer. Like everything was wrapped up in fitness for a big portion of my life. And not only just fitness in general, competitive fitness, you know, trying to see what I'm made of. And so I did my first triathlon in 2010. I finished that and I forgot it was in like the suburbs of Chicago. And after that, I was hooked again. I did that first triathlon with my mom and we were hysterical. Um, I think she like ripped a hole in her wetsuit as she was trying to take it off coming out of the water. I couldn't put my face in the water because it was too cold and dark. So I swam whatever. It was like 600 yards with my face out of the water the whole time. Um I mean, we were we were hysterical, but when I crossed that finish line, I was like, oh my gosh, this is it. I'm going to do this. And without any hesitation, I, I set my sights on an Ironman. 
Now, I did do my first half Ironman that summer, 2010. I did Racine 70.3. I'm not sure if that race exists anymore, but it's in Wisconsin. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is it. And then I did this race I know does not exist. Branson 70.3 in Branson, Missouri. I did that in 2010. And that was the start of my half Ironman uh, journey. And then I went to Ironman Wisconsin in 2010 as a spectator and the next day after the race and I'm not sure if they still do this but they give first priority to anyone who's there in person and who raced the day before and you would stand in a line and go register because online registration wasn't as big as it is now um I'm not even sure if it really existed um to be honest, or at least not the way it is now. So you did it in person. And then I did my first full Ironman distance in 2011. I was 27 years old. And that same year is when I moved from Chicago to San Diego, thinking that I was really going to pursue triathlon uh, and see if I could make it to Kona, where the Ironman World Championships are. And The reason why I'm sharing all of this in addition to like how much my life was about fitness is just, you know, pre-kids, that was my life. I mean, outside of work, my friends, um, I, I, you know, had a lot of friends that came out of triathlon. That's how my husband and I really connected was through triathlon. We did our first Ironman together in 2017 in Sweden, Ironman Kalmar. It was my fifth Ironman and his first. And I believe I was 32 years old then. And I remember, that's a whole nother story for another day. Um, but I remember thinking, this is this is it. You know, I had done... 10 years of triathlon and I just didn't feel I felt like I had maximized what I could give to the sport I never qualified for Kona um I was close one year um I I think I got sixth place in my age group at Ironman Wisconsin in 2013 or 2014 and I I went for it. I tried. I gave it my best, but it is long hours. It's a lot. I I've done seventeen half Ironmans, five Ironmans. I I don't know how many marathons. Not that many. Maybe five outside of what's in an Ironman. But you know, and probably five, six, seven. I don't know. Maybe ten half Ironmans. Actually, now that I think about it. But anyway, it was wrapped up in endurance sports. That's where all of my fitness was. And then we got engaged, my husband and I, in 2018. And I started getting really into strength training. And I, it wasn't just that, but when I started the regimen, it was all about incorporating these healthy habits um, like strength training into your life and I knew from my sports medicine athletic training background in college how important strength training is to longevity and to uh, preventing injuries 
and feeling good as we age. And I knew I wanted to be more diligent about including strength training into my workouts. And so, you know, and then with a wedding on the way, I I wanted to look and feel my best. So uh, I started, I got hooked on this girl, Madeline Moves. And I love how simple her program was. It was everything that I was looking for. And I think she does such a great job of breaking down uh, strength training into consistency. She literally embodied everything about my beliefs and habits and, and consistency. And a little bit adds up to a lot. And so... You know, in 2018, we got engaged. In 2019, we got married. And in 2020, we got pregnant. And in 2021, I had Grayson. And again, like I said, I had already put in, I mean, we were still swim bike running after Sweden, but I started slowly moving towards strength training as my primary way of exercise. And it's efficient, it's effective, and you see results Uh, quickly. I think one of my favorite things isn't even, again, the aesthetics. It was going from, you know, using three, four, five pound weights to using eight, 10, 12, 20, 25 pound weights and feeling strong. And that was incredible to me. It was amazing to see this progress. And, but again, the, the desire to go after these goals, this like very driven side of me, it, it changed, it shifted after having Grayson. And I remember after having Grayson, you know, well, actually getting pregnant with Grayson, I had this idea that I was going to, you know, run for as long as I could and, Um, maybe mountain bike a little bit and just, you know, be as active as I could and strength train and all of that. And then I started getting like a lot of round ligament pain or, you know, I struggle with IT band syndrome a lot and I was getting this like hip pain and knee pain and I was just like, you know what, I'm becoming a walker. I'm going to be a walker and I'm going to do strength training through this pregnancy And so that's what I did. And then I think once I hit the third trimester, I really just became a walker. I was like, I'm walking. And so I walked and I literally tried walking him out because he was 40 weeks and five days was when I went into labor. Um, And I then had him and, you know, went through the the healing process, if you will, um, of those first six weeks that you think about because you have this six-week appointment with your doctor to check on everything. And I got the clearance and I remember having my pelvic floor tested. I was asked my doctor specifically, I was like, do you think I need pelvic floor therapy? She's like, you're strong. And yet it took me eight months till I stopped peeing myself when I went running. And I'm not exaggerating. And I'm sharing very transparently because I think we don't talk about this enough. And if I can be someone, because I'm not afraid to share. I'm, 
I like sharing. I'm not embarrassed by any of this. I'm happy to share and just talk about these things, these realities. And everyone's different. I mean, I have friends that started running at six weeks and felt great. I have friends that ran all the way up until they were like 35 weeks pregnant. Um, And then every pregnancy is different. And for me, no matter how strong my pelvic floor was, according to my doctor, and I remember going in again and being checked, and she's like, yep, still great. And I'm like, well, why am I peeing my pants? You know, and I would do all the things. Like I started not having caffeine before I went running. I would always go to the bathroom before I went running. But like it just, it took me eight months for me to fully gain control over my bladder. And I remember at eight months, I really was able to start working out again. But here's what happens. You know, I I downloaded, and I know I'm going to follow their program again because it's so wonderful, but um, I downloaded this postpartum recovery program called Expecting and and Empowered, I believe it is. And I'll, I'll put these things, I'll put Madeline Moves in the show notes, I'll put Expecting and Empowered in the show notes because I think that they are wonderful fitness plans if you're curious and checking them out. But I remember, you know, they really recommended their two girls that are physical therapists and they recommend not trying to run until you're 12 weeks postpartum and I really tried to honor that so I didn't try to go running till I was 12 weeks but then from three months to eight months I still really really struggled the funniest part and the irony of all of this is that from zero to eight months when it's your firstborn you have no other kids your baby sleeps a lot and if they don't sleep a lot they're also immobile And they're also easily entertained. And so it's funny, despite not being able to run a lot, I was getting fit because I had the time. I was, again, you know, you your kid doesn't need you in the same way they start needing you once they become mobile. And I remember being like, oh, I would take Grayson for runs in our uh, baby jogger and I would do my strength training and I followed the expecting an empowered plan, postpartum plan. And I was feeling like I can do this. I am going to do this. And at, But as Grayson became more and more alive, I didn't want to miss out on anything. And... I wanted to play with him because I was also then going to the office. So it felt for me, I didn't want to, you know, wake up and miss time with him to work out. And he's an early riser. So for me, it was unrealistic. And I just also didn't have the heart because I needed sleep. And he is, he took a long, long time to you know, sleep well, if you will. That's a whole nother podcast topic that we can talk about in different types of sleep temperaments, et cetera. But we had a kid that just, you know, we wanted to provide comfort at night and and he needed it. And I wanted to be that type of mom that supported him. And then in the morning, he was an early riser 
And so there wasn't this like, okay, I'm going to wake up at five or six and my kid wakes up at seven and I'm going to work out. No, he was up at five. He still sometimes wakes up at 5.30 and is ready to start his day. So, and there isn't this like he's not a robot. So the unpredictability of it all wasn't like, okay, so I'm going to start here and then my child wakes up then and then this and this like very robotic way of doing life with kids. And that's how I even felt before kids. Like this like, you know, for me, I was more of like all about habits, not about time because time changes. Time is unpredictable. Spontaneous events occur and you can't predict if there's going to be some type of urgency for something or emergency or um, a shift in priorities for the day. And so I w- I've always believed in, in having habits. And so my morning though, my morning routine of doing my six minutes of yoga and my strength and all of those things started to shift once Grayson was about one. So for the first year of his life, like I, I could incorporate fitness fairly easily. Um, it still looked different. I wasn't really looking to get back into endurance sports. I liked the idea of going for a bike ride. I liked the idea of going for a run. But for me, it then became about efficiency and feeling good. And so I prioritized strength training. And then I was running maybe a few times a week and and walking. But again, like I said, a, a year, around a year came and Grayson could walk and he was starting to talk and I, and he's an early morning riser and I couldn't, I, I don't know how else to say this. I, I couldn't, I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to miss out on that time. I don't want to miss out on that time. And my fitness journey really started to evolve in a very different way than what it had been. And fitness became less of the priority in the same way that it used to. It, it became less about progress. It became less about these goals. And it became about a lifestyle. And so I started, you know, just thinking about Grayson loves being active. We're outside. We go on walks. They're Grayson walks. Uh, he likes to garden. He likes to play basketball. And I'm going to put play in quotes because he's two and a half. But, you know, from a year to two and a half, things really, really started to change. And I, I guess for me, it was about what do I want this season of life to look like? And I, I gave myself permission to have it not be about progress. And I gave myself permission to let go of this need because it didn't feel good anymore. It didn't feel like that's really what I wanted. What I wanted was to be there and create memories with my son. And everyone is different. This is just me. 
And for me, I wanted to be there in the morning and I want to be a part of those moments where he's exploring and he's asking questions and we're talking and I'm making him breakfast. And again, he wakes up really early. So I, you know, our nanny comes at about 8.30 a.m. And so let's say he wakes up at six. I mean, I get two and a half hours of amazing time and I love it. I love it. Now, I've been telling him in this pregnancy and lately that I need to take care of myself so I can run around and chase him. I also know how important it is to stay active for, you know, the postpartum journey and so that the healing is faster. And I also know that I want to give my son the gift of seeing both his mom and his dad take care of ourselves. And I want to set that example because that example was set for me. I, when I was a little, little girl, my mom would do the Jane Fonda workout. Do you remember any of you, the Jane Fonda workout? And she had, I think she ended up having two workout videos, but we primarily did this one and we did it over and over and over again. And I did it with my mom for years. My sister liked it so much, she took it to college with her. And she did the Jane Fonda workout at college. My sister's five years older than me. Um, and I think we had put it on DVD. But she actually, I think she had a VHS machine. Um, and it's just funny to think about how now we crave different and new all the time. But like we as kids did this same workout with my mom over and over and over again. And I remember also doing the Paula Abdul get up and dance workout. Um, she had a, a workout video and my dad and mom both were more very active. Walk, bike, swam, played tennis, um, paddle tennis. Uh, we went on family canoe trips growing up, uh, all sorts of just being active and out, outdoors and skied. We skied a lot. And it's just funny because what I realized, and again, this is part of my own evolution, is that while I was soaking up all of that time with Grayson in his world, I stopped demonstrating or showcasing what it looked like to take care of myself. And so I'm at a crossroads right now because I'm 32 weeks pregnant and I'm trying my hardest to implement new morning routines where he and I go on walks together. Now, I used to do this all the time. Again, I do think that the first trimester of pregnancy uh, got to me a little bit and we kind of got out of the habit that we kind of got back into the habit in the second trimester. And then, you know, the third trimester comes with its own uh, challenges again, but I'm trying to incorporate walking and I want to incorporate some strength training. And I know that postpartum, I want to incorporate strength training, walking, and eventually start running again. And 
those are important to me, so important, and I want to show my kids that. And so, but the difference is, is the mindset. The mindset of what my purpose is or what I'm showing, but at the same time, connecting with my son. And so I'm, I, for me, what I'm working on is that balance because, you know, I go to these races or I see on social media these amazing and incredible women that are moms, new moms, and they're training for Ironman events and they're training for triathlons and marathons and they're going for these goals. But when I talk to them, they're like, I didn't start till I became a mom. I didn't start till two or three years ago. And, and so for me, I, my journey is just so different from that. I did it as much as I could or wanted or had in my heart prior to having kids. And the hunger, you know, I was talking to, um, one, our, our fulfillment specialist, Brittany, who, who works for Win, And I was talking to her about, you know, doing triathlon and, and how long she plans on doing it for. And she said, till her heart's not in it. And I think that's so beautifully said. And it's like, you can have all these goals and it doesn't have to be triathlon or Ironman. That's just my story. Um, and if you, that's not you, maybe you do yoga classes or Orange Theory or, you know, whatever it is. But a lot of times we have these goals. And I think the other thing is, is pre and post kids, it looks different for everyone. Some people weren't very fit at all before having kids and kids became the motivator to uh, get in shape to be able to chase them around, to be, to, you know, it's that factor, that health factor. Or maybe, you know, someone has a health scare and that like snaps them into reality of taking care of their health. And for me, I don't know what the future holds. I can tell you this. I love being part of the triathlon culture. I love what it gave to me. I love the mental toughness it, it has given me. I love the mindset challenges that I went through to, because I think for me, it helped set me up for parenting. It helped set me up to go through the newborn stage and, and reframe uh, challenging times or negative thoughts, which is one of the podcasts that... I will be doing in the future and I think it has so much to give and I'm grateful for my time and now and and I'm grateful for my strength training journey with Madeline Moves and I'm grateful for expecting and empowered and I don't know what you know this next chapter with two kids looks like I do know that I want to be able to be athletic with them I love being athletic. I love being active. I want to be able to play soccer and basketball and baseball. And Grayson loves turning everything into a Frisbee. (laughs) And it's funny. He's 
he's actually pretty good at it. Um, and I want to go on family hikes and maybe someday do a family canoe trip. I don't know. I have to talk to Toffer about that. But, you know, I hope to do these really cool things. And I know that takes being fit. And I know I want to do strength training. And I know I want to run. And I, but I'm also flexible with when and how that comes together. Because I am totally enthralled in this chapter of being a mom. I love writing notes in Grayson's lunchbox when I go to work on those days. I love listening to his stories. I love how he asked me to tell the same story a gazillion times so that he can learn it. I love gardening and digging and throwing balls and talking about nature and looking at drains and sprinklers and counting them and being in his world and while also showing him different ways and new ways of doing things or digging in the sandbox or reading new books or whatever it is. But I I love it and I want to give you permission to do fitness however it feels good to you in whatever season of life you are in. And the most important thing is that your heart is in it. Because if your heart's not in it, then to use a trending word, you're not in alignment of what you really need. And again, it's so easy to get caught up in other people's goals or dreams or to feel, see someone doing something and feel like we should be doing that. You don't have to do anything that doesn't make sense for you. And there's definitely no such thing as bouncing back. I don't know where that came from. Um, it, it probably came from some 90s like magazine marketing materials of you know celebrities that are coming back after childbirth or something. I have no idea. But like the, the, the point is, is you're only going to move forward. We're also only going to get older. So it's really hard to stop aging. <laughs> like it's impossible. So why don't we all focus our efforts on what we want to create? What do we want fitness to look like in our life in the next three months, six months, year. And we don't need to go beyond that. We don't need to create this three-year, five-year fitness plan because life changes. And we all know that kids really change things. But if your heart is in it for those goals, go for it. Do those things. That is an epic experience and I think that it is beautiful. You know, we just had a, um, I just had a friend of mine, her husband just did his first Ironman uh, and qualified for the Ironman World Championships in Nice and they have three kids. And, but it was his first Ironman, you know? And, and my thought is like, man, you must be hungry. Goal hungry. I mean, that is incredible to do that with three kids. 
I, I'm inspired. I'm in awe. I, I think that there is room for anyone and anything in any season of your life. But I do think it's important that I share my own story because I think it's important for people to hear that it's also okay to slow down. It's also okay to completely change your fitness journey because that's where you're at with your life, your kids, and every family dynamic is different. All kids are different. Again, you know, when people are like waking up before their kids, I'm like, that's awesome to get stuff done. I That's not in the cards for me. And I'm okay with that. I wake up super early. Again, sometimes Grayson wakes up at 5.30 and we're spending 5.30 to 8.30 together. Um, and then there's other days like today where he slept until 7. I don't know. Every, every day is kind of different. And so I think... And also, like, every family support system is different. Not everyone can get childcare. Some people have partnerships where somebody works the night shift or, you know, like, maybe someone's a nurse and they work the night shift four days a week. I don't know. Maybe someone's uh, a firefighter and they're on call because it's wildfire season or whatever it is. Like, anything's possible. And so I think it's figuring out where you're at in your own fitness journey, how it relates to your own family life, your own support system. That's one thing that I think shouldn't go unnoticed is that when people are achieving these goals in parenthood, they have a huge support system. And if you don't have that, don't beat yourself up for not being able to reach whatever fitness goals you have right now because it will come. And everyone's support system looks really, really different. Everyone's, you know, it's just, there's there's no comparison. And I guess that's what I'm hoping you get out of today is I hope you're not sitting there comparing. I'm hoping it's giving you permission to do whatever feels right to you in the evolution of your fitness journey And if any of this is relatable and helpful, that's why I'm sharing. I'm hoping that it is encouraging or inspiring or validating. And, uh, you know, I think I'm going to close it out with that. Please, 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 if you relate to this at all, DM me. I would love to connect with you and hear what your fitness journey has been like and I hope to share where mine goes after having two kids and what that looks like. And I, you never know, the, my heart might change and five years from now I'm going after some type of endurance sports goal. I have no idea. But for now, I'm pretty content on the simple life of, you know, walking a few times a week, doing some strength here and there, doing my six-minute yoga here and there, and letting it kind of, you know, flow, ebb and flow with uh, with the joys of parenthood and, and with the ebb and flow of, of Grayson So and my support system and my heart, all of these things. Uh, so anyway, DM me at the mom tuition. 
I'd love to hear from you. And again, if this resonated with you or if you think someone could benefit from this, uh, please share, share a link to this podcast episode. And I'd love to keep building this community of empowered, inspired, confident women helping us all, all of us moms, go from overwhelmed or insecure to inspired and confident and loving the life that we are creating. So with that, I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day wherever you are. And I look forward to connecting with you all soon.